Isn't that a catchy little number from Utah's own Pixie and the Partygrass Boys, kicking off another episode of Last Chair? Hello, Utah skiers and riders, and welcome to Last Chair, the Ski Utah podcast brought to you by High West Distillery, Utah's first legal distillery since 1870. High West passion is crafting delicious and distinctive whiskeys and helping people appreciate whiskey all in the context of our home right here in the American West. Join me this winter at one of High West's three must-visit locations in Park City and nearby Wanship. Welcome back this week to episode sponsor Heber Valley. With the blanket of fresh snow, it's a gorgeous time to visit the Heber Valley on the backside of the Wasatch Range. And welcome back to Level 9 Sports for another episode. With four locations all up and down the Wasatch Front, there's a family-friendly Level 9 store just for you. I just had a great boot fitting experience with Mandy, the boot guru in Level 9's Mill Creek location. More on that coming up later. If you've ever driven up Parley's Canyon to Park City, you've gone right by a fascinating little ski hill on the south side of I-80. Its history goes back over a half century as Parley's Ski Area and Gorgoza. But today, Woodward Park City is offering an innovative new approach to the sport with a remarkable action sports center that opened up just over a year ago. If you've been listening to the Last Chair podcast this year, you may recall our very first episode last fall when we spoke to John Cumming, the chairman of Powder Corp. Woodward Park City is one of the innovative programs we talked about in that podcast, and I finally had an opportunity to go and visit this amazing place. I had the perfect tour guide for my introduction to Woodward Park City last week, the legendary freestyle skate and snowboard star Jeremy Jones. A Utah native, Jeremy grew up in an era where he had to search out features in urban centers, but today he has it all at Woodward Park City. From a huge indoor action sports hub to a very well-organized mountain park with progression in mind for the layout of the features across the mountain, it's a real paradise for kids of all ages. As a basic alpine skier, I have to admit I was freaking out a bit as Jeremy led me over the bumps and rollers, but it was a blast, a ton of fun. In this week's episode of Last Chair, Jeremy Jones will tell us his story as one of the world's famous skate and snowboard stars and how he's putting that to work as snow manager for Woodward Park City. Let's join Jeremy Jones at Woodward Park City for this insightful episode of Last Chair from Ski Utah. Welcome everyone to Last Chair, the Ski Utah podcast. Today we're coming to you live from Woodward Park City. There is a lot of activity here today. It's so much fun to come in this facility and see all the kids. And yesterday I had a great opportunity to do a mountain tour with our guest today, Jeremy Jones. Jeremy, thanks for joining us on Last Chair. Hey, thanks for having me. This is cool. I'm excited. You know, it really was so much fun. I've been driving by Woodward since it opened about a year and a half ago and finally had a chance to get up on the mountain and you gave me a great little tour. Man, it was snowing big time yesterday. Yeah, we had some coming down and it, it's like its own ecosystem here. You know, we'll have sun and race out there to, to get the good light and then the next thing you know, it's dumping. And I mean, what was that yesterday? We had our first run was kind of sunny and by our third run, it must've snowed close to an inch. <laughs> 
we were, the visibility was really pretty sketch and we're standing on top of one of the features and you know the features, I don't. I'm sitting there, I think I'm really close to the edge, but I can't see. Yeah, it can get, it's a little nerve wracking sometimes. So yeah, knowing the terrain is definitely key on the flat light days up here for sure. What was the most fun for me though was seeing the kids. We spent a little time in the center here and lots of little kids out playing in the uh, different uh, recreation areas and you know kids up on the skate deck and then going outside and seeing more of the same on snow. That was really fun to see. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a lot of action up here and you know it's inspiring. It's inspiring to see the kids just want it so much and feel the confidence, you know, to give it a try. They feel like the environment is providing that. I mean, you can just see it even without hearing it from people. It's, I mean, I've watched snowboarding, I've watched skateboarding and BMX skiing, you know, for 35 years. And so, and I pay attention to the athlete, like the body and the way that it moves and kids just learn at a different pace now. And, and, you know, you see it, you can tell that they're, they're seeing something that we didn't see when I learned. Um, they come out of the gate swinging at a different pace, you know, and we just need to provide a little safer environment for that because of how hard they come out, you know. Like day one of a kid on a snowboard is just so much different than day one 20 years ago. and. You know, it's important to give them the environment that they can learn safely and actually get somewhere with it before they get too hurt and can't. It, it was interesting to see, even on the mountain, you have a progression direction. And we're going to talk more about progression sure. a little bit later and about Woodward Park City. But I want to talk first about your background. I know you grew up here in the Salt Lake Valley, uh, became a legend. But answer this for me right out of the chute. There's two Jeremy Joneses out there. Which one of you dudes is the real one? <laughs> I'm the real one. No, just kidding. I actually had, in 2003, I had a Transworld magazine, a Transworld snowboarding mag interview, and they titled it The Real Jeremy Jones. And so they gave me that name, and it, it sort of stuck. And so I was kind of jokingly the real Jeremy Jones for some time, and, but not self I didn't claim it myself. It was just sort of put on me. Um, but I think we're both the real Jeremy Jones in, you know, to be totally clear. It is pretty interesting because you both come from a little bit different sector of the snowboard culture. And, you know, I've learned a lot more about you and planning to come up here and, and chat about Woodward Park City. So you did, you grew up in Farmington, uh, which is just a little bit north of Salt Lake City. How did you ultimately get into skate and to skate, uh, uh, snowboard? Well, skateboarding just came up going school shopping for back-to-school clothes with my mother. We went to Fashion Place Mall there in Sandy, um, and we drove up from Farmington, so that's a big trip. And it was a rainy day, and we were walking in, and there was a pavilion, and it was dry. And, you know, when you're walking those pavilions with roofs, with a building, it gets real echoey. You know, the sound can be echoey. And... I'm walking in and we're about to walk in the doors and I look over and I call them the long hairs. There are these two long hairs and 80s style shaped skateboards, you know, pointy noses, really short nose from the wheels, bigger tail. And one of them ollied, which is a crack of the tail and the board lifts up when you jump simultaneously with it. And he must have got off the ground two feet and the crack of that sound 
of his of that plywood hitting the concrete under that pavilion in that moment of rain and seeing these kids just like find a zone that they could do this it just it hit me just struck and all i could think about from that day on was how how do i do that how do i hear that sound how do i feel what i think that guy felt like and I just started chasing it. I mean, I chased it from that moment, you know, from looking for school clothes. It was like, okay, what, what does a skateboarder wear? Cause, and I, it was imprinted. They had on like Hobie shorts. And I, that's, I was like, where do I find those shorts? Where do I find those bright colored shorts that that dude had on? Cause that's, that's me now. And I, it just, that was it. It was as simple as that. And then my brother got, my younger brother got a skateboard that Christmas and I, pretty much stole it <laughs> and that and then I just I've never stopped since and and then that ultimately led me into snowboarding because I loved skateboarding so much the winters were so cold you'd slap your hands on the concrete and it just stung and it was so painful and how do I do this how do I do this in the winter and there were, you know wasn't really indoor skate parks and things like that that we have now and I was like well i can't remember how I saw snowboarding, but something tipped me to it. So I took my skateboard, took the trucks and the wheels off, and then I spun it so that the tail was the nose, and I screwed in two inner tubes from a bike tire and had two little stirrup straps, and then I was bombing this goalie for a full season in my buddy's backyard in Farmington. So that next year I bought a essentially a Kmart snowboard that had metal edges because I learned that you had to have that to get up at Brighton and they allowed that even then they were really progressive in in allowing you know more than skis on a on a mountain and so that's where I ended up I just sort of you know we'd go to Nordic Valley and and Powder Mountain they were kind of on that too and it was much cheaper up there and we were a little closer then in Farmington and so that was the first few years just kind of figuring it out Jeremy, how old were you when you and your mom went school clothes shopping down in Fashion Place Mall? Oh, uh, that was, yeah, going into seventh grade, into junior high, so out of, out of sixth grade. Um, yeah, so what year is that? That was, oh, geez, 87. Yeah, so it was just coming. It was just coming on. Yeah, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about this later, but I really love something you said that you know it was the sound that triggered it, and then pretty soon it was was what is the dude wearing, and 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 how can I be like that? Sport really is about all those things. It's not just what you do; it's how you look. It's the lifestyle and the culture it represents, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it was for me. You know, it was the whole package, and that ultimately was the hook. And. But it is the sounds, and and snowboarding's the same way. There's so that's why I like street snowboarding so much because the sounds, the sounds of my board on the steel, and the sounds of my board clacking off concrete, and man, I just it just hooks me in. I don't I I don't know what it is. I can feel it like my bones sing to it almost in a sense. And and you know, powder's great. I love powder. There's there's not a feeling like that to ride powder on a snowboard I'd, I've never experienced it I've skied powder I've pow surfed without bindings I've snow skated um, you know I've stirrup strapped my skate deck and but it just a traditional snowboard ripping through the powder floating man 
it's like, I mean, I guess it's what flying would feel like, I imagine, or the closest thing to that. Have you been hang gliding? I haven't, no. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still on my checklist. I've got, maybe he's even listening, but I've got somebody who does uh, hang gliding down in Salt Lake, down at Point of the Mountain, and he keeps bugging me all the time. When are we going out? I know I need to do that. Ooh, I know, I, I debated. I'm a little nervous of it. I, I used to want to, you know, skydive and hang glide a little bit, and then, I don't know, I think it might have passed me by. Yeah. 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 I did learn to fly, so I've got that part down. That Ooh, was a nice. while, and that's behind me now. Congratulations. Uh, well, that's thank, a task. Thank you. It, it, it was a real task. I just, yeah. my wife gave me lessons for Father's Day, I think. This is back in the early 90s, and I just hammered at it. And I, cool. I knocked it all off down at Salt Lake and in about six months. And I flew for quite a few years, but, you know, there's just, if you don't do it that often, there's just too many things that can go wrong. You got to be know. tuned into it. Totally do. Yeah. So you eventually took this from a passion that you learned in seventh grade, and you parlayed it into quite a quite a pro career as a as a freestyle writer. Yeah, I mean, I you know had I don't know a lucky path, I guess, but it was it wasn't without its efforts and its hard work and and navigating a lot of um, you know negative energy from people because it was a path unknown. It was a it was something people hadn't really done. You know, there were, there were people before me, for sure, but, you know, it just wasn't a career option. It wasn't a way to, it was just a, another way to be a ski bum, essentially. You know, and that's the way it was viewed. That, that's, it wasn't taken, no one took it serious. And so, but I did, like, I mean, it was the most serious thing I, I knew still kind of is you know and so uh, yeah it was just how am I doing this how am I doing this forever and that's that's it that's the drive that's you know actually Tanner Hall said it best in a podcast I was listening to this morning and he just said I mean he hit it on the head he just said the drive every he says he gets that question a lot what's the drive why do you keep doing it why do you keep coming back and he's just like so that I can ski so that I can feel it. That's what, that's the drive. And, it, you know, you want it to be your character, you want it to be who you are, and, and you're just gonna go hard at everything, but the truth is, like, I just wanna feel the snow under my feet on a snowboard, hitting rails and making pow turns. Like, that's it. By the way, listeners, if you want to get the three-hour and 20-minute version of Jeremy Jones, go check out the Bombhole podcast that he did just a few months ago. It's a really a fascinating listen. We're going to be a little bit less than that. We're going to talk <laughs> about Woodward as yeah. well. So you have landed a great role here at Woodward Park City, and we're going to talk about Woodward and the facilities it has nationwide. But give us a little bit of a 411 on what your role is here at Woodward Park City. Well, I'm a sport manager. Um, I'm actually employed by Powder, the parent company of Woodward, and sport manager for snow. So I just keep essentially an eye on the mountain product, heavy involvement with the team, team riders that come and visit us, uh, skiers, snowboarders that come through here. Um, you know, we just work film shoots, make sure the park's running good and try to have progressive designs in the park. And so I just help facilitate that and manage that. And are you able to get out on the hill every day? 
in my job description, I think that's kind of the deal. <laughs> in reality, not quite. Work tends to take over, but I mean, I'm, you know, back to the driven thing. I need a snowboard. And so if I don't get up on the hill here on my way home, I'm going to stop and, and hit a rail somewhere if there's snow in the street. Like last night after we rode, I went home and had my first street session and called a filmer and was out until 11 at night filming a street spot. Just, I hadn't done it in four years. It got hurt four years ago. And so it was my first time filming back in the street. And it was just, it was a great feeling. And then woke up an hour early this morning before coming into work so I could stop at the rail gardens and hit some rails there because there's snow in the city and you, it's feast or famine. When there's snow down there, you gotta get it because it goes quick. Is there anybody else there today? No, solo. Yeah. If if there were, would they know who you were? Uh, the snowboarders probably would. Yeah. 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 I mean, some they're you know I'm I'm getting older, faster, and the kids are getting younger, and so you know the the amount of those young ones that know me is is definitely starting to fade. But I'm I think I'm still kind of a household name, especially around here and at the rail gardens particularly. That's that's a very local local zone and and one i'm known to be a, a you know heavy hand in woodward has really helped to revolutionize what you did as a kid or you didn't have woodward when you were a kid no. how how has the the company and not just here in park city but at its locations around the country how has it played a role in really revolutionizing what kids can do today things that you had to go and kind of go renegade and search out when you were a kid yeah i mean it's just providing a facility that is managed well, you know, sport leadership is something that we're really chasing and innovative environments that are progressive and progressive in design and also progressive in safety. Like how can we keep people more safe? You know, you're always gonna get hurt. You're always gonna pay the price for a big trick eventually. You know, if you keep pushing it, it's, it's gonna end up taken you at some point and so how can we just get people there safer how can we get you know their body awareness to be more programmable so that when they need to take it to the street or to a real jump up there on the hill from the foam pit inside you know they've they've had those those repetitions and they've done it over and over and over and so when they come off of the lip on the snow they know that they can just close their eyes and, and be in the foam pit. They're coming around to their feet and they'll put it down. And so, you know, it becomes just that mental switch at some point because you can program the body so well and so safe. And, and that's what we provide, truly. Are you able to draw on the experiences from the other Woodward facilities? I know that this, this actually is a pretty progressive new facility for the organization, but you have resources uh, at Copper, Eldora, the, the original facility in Pennsylvania, Killington and others. Do you guys work together and share ideas? Absolutely. You know, there's, there's an integration element from, you know, Powder and then the Woodwards as a as a whole, all of their locations. You know, everyone, every location should absolutely have all the freedom to build their best environment. And that's different in Killington to Park City or Park City to Bachelor. You know, we have different terrain. Um, and so it's about coming up with, okay, let's theme things. 
let's come up with an, a, a level of excellence that everything has to meet. And then you have all the freedom in the world to design locally and build the best environment wherever it's at. So some things, you know, Park City, Woodward Park City is sort of a testing hub. You know, we can apply things on the mountain here, and then if it works, we can suggest other locations apply similar stuff and similar tweaks, and and that's that's a really cool thing and unique. No one no one's had that, and no one's doing that in a in a space, especially a COVID space where so many companies and resorts are pulling back on this park you know and, and putting the the labor into park the cat time into park the design and they're that's where they're pulling money from to put back and sur you survive really and woodward is just feeding it like let's let's put the foot on the gas let's keep our parks insane and let's provide the best space especially in a space where everyone's pulling back and so we're just doing that. We're going so hard and just trying to be the best at that. And because we feel like we are, we feel like we can offer, we at least have the network and the resources to provide the best. It's just a matter of lining it up and, and building it. Talk to me about the progression that you have on the mountain. And that was one of the things that really stood out for me yesterday where you have very well organized structure on the mountain, right to left, actually, yeah. really easy mm -hmm. to really allow people to move up, skiers, snowboarders, to progress right on the mountain in a really easy, safe way. Sure. And that's, you know, that's huge part. There's, there's a few layers to that, but if you just go straight to the heart of it, it's John Cummins. He truly just wants to integrate the best facilities. How can we rise athletes safe how can we give them the best stuff to ride and then that's where my boss comes in chris gunnerson and i worked for with him in snowboarding on and off on different projects over the last 20 years he ran a snow park build company spt snow park technologies and he built the x games courses since 91 in crested butte you know day one pretty much and then he's now this is his vision, his vision of what we experienced on the hill yesterday. And he built the team. I'm part of that. Inside that, it's, you know, John is saying, I want this. And this is the guy that I think can do it. And we're just trying to make it happen. And that's what it is. It's a it's safe progression. And you saw it right to left. So it's very thought out. We have what we call a playbook, Woodward Mountain Park playbook. It's essentially our Bible. We constructed that first, and we always said it in, in the last 18 months is we were, you know, we were building the plane as we were flying it. So we were a little, always felt a little bit behind. We knew our vision and what it was, but we were, cha like we were acting in real time and applying things in real time. So it was pretty chaotic, and, and then COVID shut us down. And so this year is really where we needed to come through. And... Our product is great out there right now. I'm really happy with it. And our products at all the other Woodward locations are just unbelievable. I mean, the park crews are putting in such amazing work from the cats, from the design, and then the handwork that the, that the park kids are doing. You know, it's phenomenal. They've just leveled up, and 
they've risen to the challenge. And sometimes the challenge has felt kind of impossible because I know what the vision is and it's grand and we're, we're barely even touching it, you know, and, it, and it's still this pretty impactful from what I'm seeing so far. I know that a hallmark of the company has been build quality and really, you know, fine tuning things. You've talked about it a little bit. Give people a sense, though, of some of the details that that gets into. I mean, it's really, really precise to have that high level build quality, both from a performance standpoint and also for safety. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's there's so many things that go into it. And, you know, I don't have a ton of that experience on snow where I'm in a cat. I don't know what that feels like. And but, you know, you get the right people, they have to pull jumps and transitions, you know, correctly. You can't have kinks. Everything has to be running smooth. Um, snow quality weighs into that. You can have pits, you can have soft spots that will be hidden by a clean groom, but you come down and, you know, there's so many things. Rails can be off pitch, um, tipping, set wrong, uh, jumps can be too low, too close. There's so many little things and then branding too and and visibility you know we experienced that yesterday how how can we animate a mountain with features everywhere that are you know and claim a safer environment we need a market we need to brand it we need to show people how to get down without just flying off something you know when they can't see and so that's where the right to left concept is very it's supportive of that because if you have that, if you understand that system, you know how to get down. You know you can go to the right. You know you have a, a green trail that's going to take you to the bottom with nothing in your path. And if you can't see, that's your escape route, so to speak, you know. And um, yeah, I, I just think the philosophy's great and, and people seem to understand it. I mean, you caught on to it quick. You followed me. You know, we went to progression three, which is three levels up from where you should start probably, but you trusted me and you followed me over the rollers and you felt it. You saw, you saw the vision, you know, with my brief description and then, and then trusting that you could take my speed and, and follow over me that you weren't going to go over anything that was going to surprise you and, you know, send you off some drop or some big step down jump. You totally explained exactly what was in my mind. It's that trust. Mm -hmm. You know, I trusted you. But it was it was fun because I would have never hit that on my own. I mean, we weren't doing anything big, but I would have never gone over a roller like that. Right. But I just said, okay, Jeremy's going over it. I'm following him. <laughs> He's not going to drop me off the lip. I know that. And right. it, was, it, was, it, was, it was really, really fun. And it was so cool. Like, that was rewarding for me because, you know, just seeing you follow through and then you said to me when we stopped, you're like, I get it, that I understand what you're talking about. And, you know, that gave me a, a bit of the chills, and it is kind of now because that's what we've spent so much time on. We just, that's what we want. We want that response where, you know, you, you've driven by it, you've seen it, you know, on 80, and it's never felt like a place that's pulled at you that you wanted to go ski because there's big jumps, you see... You know, it looks like you have to be at a level to be here from the street. And then when you walk in, you have start parks and progression parks. And you can level up before you even get on the chair. You're going over rollers and berms and getting 
a carpet experience up the mountain. And so you learn gravity without having to get on a chair that's whipping around a bull wheel, which is extremely terrifying for a lot of people, just getting on a chair. And so how can another element to this is, you know, the first thing you see when you walk across the bridge here at Woodward Park City is the start park. And whether you have a lesson or you're just showing up, you can walk in there and start snowboarding in a totally safe environment. Every single hill and pitch in that is low enough grade and mellow enough and feeding you into the hill, there's nowhere for you to go. It's not a catcher's mitt. You're actually working against gravity and we build it so that that's in your favor. And then you level up, you move over to the carpet and then you're into some berms and you learn to use your edges and rollers. And then where me and you experienced P3, that's your first lift experience. And we start to introduce jibs, little rails and boxes that are in the ground, ride on, you don't have to jump up to them. And, and then you just go from there, you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's so cool. When you took the job here, what was it that motivated you to join the Woodward team? Well, I, I mean, I was like you following me on those jumps. Um, I trusted Gunny, you know, Gunny, Chris Gunnerson. He gave me the, you know, I'm like, really, you want me to come in on this? I, I mean, okay. And he's like, you should do it. This is good. Here's my vision. And here's, I have the green light to, to move on this stuff. And, and I just trusted him. I was like, all right, I'm going to hop on this train and hope that you don't take me over a cliff because I see your vision and I'm backing it, you know, and that's ultimately what pulled me in. And then I just got to see the environments more and I'd been a part of Woodward's on some camps and visit as a pro guest pro visiting and and so I experienced it to some level but you know the last two years they've all just leveled up so much in build quality sport leadership and just the innovative environment that that we're pushing across all of that you know and and that's just what can we do that's just not the same thing this year slope style run down the hill straight down you know which is has tons of value. There's no reason that has to go away. But how can we add to it so that families can ride together, so that kids can be safe, so that adults can learn tricks and not just be, you know what, I'm old, this is where I'm at. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. You can learn no matter how old you are. You just have to find what that flow is. I mean, you can get into a foam pit and try a front somersault off of the corner just standing there on your feet at 70 years old if you would like you may not ever transfer it to the snow but you might have never done a flip and now you can you know even if it's just standing there diving in a foam pit it's it's just you just need to find what your pace is and find where you're willing to learn and you know a lot of my friends come and they say man can you imagine if we had this when we were kids and i'm like my response every time is you have it now you're younger than me. I'm 45. I know you're 40. What are you complaining about? You know, I learned to backflip out, out there at 45 on my BMX bike. I don't even ride BMXs. And I was able to put down a backflip just because I was curious and I wanted to figure it out. And I safely worked my way into that. 
and and then did it. Like why why there's no just find the pace. Find where you're at and then see where you can push it. We have the environment for it. We're with legendary freestyle skate and snowboard star Jeremy Jones. We'll take a short break now and come back to learn more about Woodward Park City. What a fascinating experience I had at Woodward, and we'll head back with Jeremy Jones in just a moment. Just a bit further down the road from Park City is one of the Wasatch Range's most beautiful winter playgrounds, the Heber Valley. On your winter vacation to Utah, come on over to Heber Valley for a winter wonderland opera experience. There's a lot to offer from snow tubing or cross-country skiing at Soldier Hollow, ice skating or snowmobiling along the Wasatch Back, and one of my favorite rides summer or winter is up Snake Creek Canyon. Heber Valley has a couple of truly unique adventures, including the Heber Valley Railroad, which will take you down Provo Canyon and back, or taking a warm, relaxing dip in the hot spring-fed crater. It's amazing how many great restaurants there are now in the Heber Valley, including the Spin Cafe, Back 40, and the new Afterward by Tupelo, all in Heber City, or one of my favorites, the Midway Mercantile in nearby Midway. One of the best additions in the last year or so has been the Heber Valley Brewery. Stop in and tell the brewmaster Clint that I said hello and see if he's pouring my favorite, the Lone Pine Pale Ale. Mask up, keep a distance, and stay healthy. Plan your Heber Valley vacation stop at GoHeberValley.com. That's GoHeberValley.com. Now let's get back to Jeremy Jones at Woodward Park City. When you look at sport, and it can be any sport really, what are the value points that kids take away from sport, other than the athletic aspects or maybe the tricks that they do, but what are some of those kind of lifelong character traits that they take away from being involved in sport? Um, Again, something that evolves, and I think that package of what you take away just gets better and better as time goes on, you know. For me, it was independence. It was the confidence to drive my own path and do, do what I wanted to do, even though it was seemingly against the grain at the time. And then to see it get accepted, to see my, my participation in it be accepted, um, I think there's, there's huge lesson in that. I mean, that's given me the tools that I need to move into this position, you know, from snowboarding. I'd, I, I'm, I've been a pro athlete for 25 years. You know, that's my background. And what did I learn in that 25 years? And how can I now transfer that without, you know, this, without this pedigree of school, essentially? How can I show people my value? And, you know, there was a time, it, I, I was just confident. I'm like, I, I, I'll do this, this, and this, and I'll do it better than anyone else. And I know that I can. And if, even if I don't know it, I'll learn it. I have that confidence, and that's because of snowboarding. It's because of skateboarding, and it's because of that. For me, it was the resistance that was placed on me that built that thick skin and just made it, made it un, you couldn't penetrate it. You couldn't penetrate me in any other direction, you know. And now it's tuned up. Kids learn the same thing. They learn community. They learn how to interact with people. 
they meet friends and they are driven by their friends. They meet really cool coaches up here that support them. They see pros, visiting pros. You know, campers yesterday learned how to, one of them hit the big air, or not the big air, but the last big jump in mainline, which is our biggest jump next to the single big air. He hit it for his first time, a camper. You know, because Brock Crouch was here just ripping and the kid was all fired up and Brock stopped by the campers and high-fived him and the kid was just, he got juiced. And he's like, Brock, will you come, come watch this? And the kid did it, stomped it, you know, and he progressed to that so that he could. But he had that moment in front of like one of the best professional snow, competitive snowboarders that exists right now. And that's, you know, that's Woodward. I, I just that's an experience and you can't I mean I don't know that nothing more powerful than an experience you have really integrated some of the top riders into what you do here at Woodward we saw Brock riding yesterday but you've also integrated Red Gerard and Danny Davis and others talk a little bit about the importance of having their expertise up on the hill and what they've helped to develop and just having them essentially as role models for campers and, and, and skiers and snowboarders who are here at Woodward. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. Red, Red Gerard and Danny Davis, they're, you know, great snowboarders. They're the best there is and they're different generations, you know, the best there is for different reasons. Danny has Peace Park, which is a really cool product, and he's he built that up himself. It was really authentic, and he he wanted to share that with Woodward, and so we partnered up with them and started building Peace Parks across all five locations now. And um, you know, the Peace Parks there is it's just so everyone can ride. How, Danny wanted people to shred. He wanted everyone to shred together. That not be terrified of a 30, 40, 50 foot jump. How can everyone shred and have a good time? Snake runs, little hips, and you can go small and it's safe, or you can go big if you want and find the gap rather than be forced to the gap, you know? And, and that's a great concept and it fit perfectly into what we were doing. And so that relationship is just wonderful. Danny's great good branding behind it and Red Gerard same thing we piggybacked off of his Colorado house he has a little rail park at the back of their family home that they run Red's backyard and we just brought that in because people love that we want that element of accessible snowboarding how can you can go in the streets you can go in your backyard you can set things up and then come to a Woodward and experience it you know, at a really refined level, like we'll pimp out the lips, we'll pimp out the rails, we'll make sure everything's sliding good, we're going to brand it reds, and red might be popping in here and then, and, and you know, it's just a cool experience, and then aligning with those athletes and is, is our authenticity, I mean, that's how we need to do it, we can't claim something if it's not tested, I don't think, and these riders are here. You saw it yesterday. Brock Crouch, Red was here two days ago. He took off for a film mission, but he was here riding. Every, the, you know, all the pros coming through town now are hitting me up. Can we go to Woodward Park City? I want to ride the jumps. They want to tune up. You know, they want to tune their skills. And man, it's just so cool. It's so cool to see, and and it's caught on. You know, the the calls. You you line one person up, and then the calls are just like boom, 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 and. 
I love it. I think I'm just like, yes, please come test it out, write it. Tell me what you think. How can we make it better? Because to me, to me, it's feedback. To me, it's getting them here is awesome. Them enjoying it is even more awesome. But getting feedback from them, that's the best. Because then I can go take it to the crew and we tweak and we make it better. And just, and all those small things we referenced back, you know, how is the lip? Is it, is it shifted? Like, we need to be on. Tune these multiple times a day. Like, let's level up our whole process. Let's be the best. So how do we participate in this? So if I'm in the Salt Lake Valley or if I'm a tourist visiting Utah for a snowboard trip, how do we get engaged here at Woodward Park City? It's just come up. Come up and there are people here to help you, walk you through the whole thing. You can get a tour. You can be the novice of the novice. I mean, you can almost show up. I mean, show up in your clothes, please. Show up in your winter clothes. We don't rent that. But for the most part, you can just roll up and experience skateboarding, BMX, um, rollerboards into the foam pit when it opens back up, if it does soon, and or the resi where it's a soft landing, or the mini ramps, or the trampolines. You know, um, you can rent snowboards, you can rent skis. You can we can provide the experience. Just show up. It's a it's more it's inexpensive compared to everything around here. You can book into sessions. It's on a membership kind of system so you can buy a membership you're paying very little for an all access which is indoor and outdoor and you can buy outdoor only which is you know you can buy a month outdoor only and it's cheaper than most day tickets around here so just to give people a concept particularly those who are coming to park city haven't been here for a few years or really anywhere you're going in the salt lake area it's pretty accessible right on i-80 mm. so you can bring the kids up here they can spend a couple hours up on the snow and then they can go spend a couple of hours inside is that right at 100 percent three hour blocks on snow you can buy so your commitment's not you know you can commit to the whole day if you want but you can buy three hour pass 10 to 1 you can go ride the lifts and then you know, maybe you want to take a break, book a two o'clock indoor trampoline session or skate session, eat some lunch at the hive upstairs, you know, grab yourself a burger, take a little break, and then you're on the tramps for an hour and a half session and go home, you know, or just do a three hour session inside or a tubing session. You know, it's, I mean, it, the tubing is so fun. <laughs> you should. I love tubing. It Love is it. such a surprise. It goes so fast, and your first time, you won't you won't believe it. And it's an experience. And so, yeah, you just you just need to show up. You know, like they say, just show up. That's it. It's it's here, and it's for everyone. Truly, you know, it 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 really is pretty simple. And it was fun for me to be up in the mountain. There's a lot of history, actually. Uh, just to diverge a little bit, but uh, they've been skiing up on this hill since I think going back into the 1920s and 30s. So there's a long history of skiing here. And to be up there, you get just a whole different perspective. It looks from the highway, it looks like kind of a little hill, but you get up there and there's a lot of terrain. You get some really nice viewpoints and, and it's just magical being up there. That was great hearing that from you. I, it was 
you know, I, ha I hadn't heard that. I hadn't heard someone say, this is more terrain than I expected. And, you know, I get a little numb to it. I walk these grounds all the time, summer and winter. I'm, I'm very familiar and I feel like I can cover the ground pretty quick. So it does feel sometimes small to me. And so to hear that was cool because that means we're using good space, good use of our space that we have and cramming things in, but also giving enough space so that you can breathe on the way down and, and get down safe. I was here for the proverbial groundbreaking a few years ago and the plan was just coming to fruition. And a lot of us were really excited to see this because we knew, we knew what Woodward would bring to our community as it has to others. So it's, it's been a great asset. One more serious question and then we're gonna move into some fun stuff, Jeremy. But as you look at, you've been here now for a little bit of time and you know what Woodward represents, but when, when, when you look at this organization that Woodward has put together, the heritage that has been developed over the last few decades, what is it at its core that really means something to you and to the kids who come here and participate? Good question. Um, there's a bit of fluidity, I think, in that. But to pull it all together as one little kind of nucleus, I'd just say it's, it's the community. And it's that it's knowing that someone has my back. You know, like, and I say my back and in reference to all of snow sports currently, you know, I felt like I didn't have that. I felt like I didn't have anyone really having my back when, when I introduced this to, to my world, you know, and I just think pr Woodward provides that. They have your back. The coaches have your back. John Cummins has your back. Chris Gunnarsson has your back, you know, um, it all the locations have your back they want you to come back they want you to ride have a good experience and come home safe so that you'll go back and and experience it again you know and again and again and i think it it's just that community it's that support and that's ultimately what woodward is to me they just they offer it and they offer it in a progressive way. Like, we'll not only get your back, but we'll show you how to level up. And, I mean, that's so special to me. Well, it's an amazing place. And so I, I have this wristband now, so I can come back and I can go back up there and I can progress a little bit. Absolutely. We'll send you off the lips next time in progression three. Yeah, well, we'll stay away from the big one. Jeremy Jones, thank you so much. We're going to move into some hopefully fun stuff for you, what I call fresh tracks. Cool. A few, I always say they're simple questions, and you're good friends, I know, with Chris McCandless, who was on the podcast talking about the gondola project uh, mm -hmm. in our last episode. And he's saying, geez, these are not easy questions. But uh, uh, we'll start it out with, did you have a sport hero when you were growing up in Utah? Yeah, I... You know, I hooked into snowboarding and skateboarding, so Bones Brigade was an early skateboard heroes. It was more of a team, but, you know, that's Lance Mountain, Tommy Guerrero. Um, really, I liked style. I was really driven by style, and that's what attracted me. Snowboarding was the street kids from Wisconsin and, and a couple guys from Tahoe. Noah Slaznik was, man, the best style, and so he would have been my snowboard OG snowboard idol, and then the Wisconsin kids, uh, Russell Winfield, 
Nate Cole, Dale Rayberg, um, those those guys in the street and riding rails just made it look so skate and and their style was on and that was it. Those were you know I don't know about heroes but definitely people that I looked to to pull from and that that was my influence absolutely. It's all a part of the culture. The culture it really is. A favorite place you've ridden that could be a resort. Street, whatever. Yeah. Favorite place? Uh, Brighton, Brighton, Utah. I, that's, I mean, no matter how, it's that's where I grew up. It's what I know the best. Um, we have the greatest snow on earth, as you know. Um, so there's that. Short pitches, dope little drops everywhere, little jibs everywhere. I love that place. Most renegade urban venue you've ever ever skated or snowboarded renegade urban venue well, it could be any place any place did not have to have a lift ticket Ooh, so many uh definitely on the snowboard side we've gotten to some pretty misty zones um probably gonna have to go up to montreal and we found this castle on the top of a hill and you had to hike into it and we found this cat driver that we paid a hundred bucks to tow us up there so about a half a mile tow <laughs> he had to, it was actually a loader that he used and he was like scooping his own trail to get us up there so we ended up getting up there um and we spent two or three days up there we filmed it at night we moved snow inside it was just all abandoned graffitied everywhere we were jumping out of the windows from three stories into landings. We were riding the sides of the walls. It was, that was probably one of the most renegades where we got the most out of it. And visually it was just, the visuals and the footage was phenomenal. Fog, dark, just moody. And it was, so we had a great time in there. Love that. You have been in dozens of films. Do you have a favorite? I I think so. I'm going to have to go with uh, Shakedown uh, by MacDog Productions. That was 2003, and I had switched from Forum to Burton the previous year, and so that was, that was big for me. A lot of people, well, a lot went into that one. I rode my best, had a great year. Um, I got the last part in the movie, which was which was huge. It was my first last part. Um, and I was on a new board company and again, defied the, you know, the, the mumblings of my career being over and then ran another 15 years off of that. And so, you know, that was another just big pivot. So it was a good one. So Jeremy, what are some fun things you like to do with your kids? And by the way, you've got what I'll call mid-teens. Yeah. That's when things are changing like every day. Yeah. Yeah. 16, 14, they're all over the place, but stable to some extent. What do you like to do for fun with them? Uh, we snowboard together and skateboard together um, and play music together. They're just kind of becoming my little friends. You know, they do, do their own thing. Um, my son's challenged me. He's He's been into things that I was never into, traditional sports, lacrosse, basketball, football. And so 
I've been so grateful for him because he's taught me, he's taught me the, to tolerate that more than I ever did. And he's taught me to actually love it because I watched him fall in love and I watched him progress and, and I became the student and, and he enjoyed that. It was a good, good experience for me and him, you know, to say, teach me, teach me how to throw this football so that you can get better. Teach me how to, you know, play lacrosse so that you can get better. I can help you level up. And, and it was really cool. It was, it was, it was humbling for me. And I think inspiring for him to be like, yeah, my dad's got my back. He's down. Cool. And we're getting down to the end here now. I ask all of my guests this, and if you've listened to a few podcasts, you probably know this, but groomers, moguls, glades, or powder? Uh, powder. Got to go with it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. This, yeah, powder. You add steel in there? I should have done then that. Then I think steel, then I would go steel. Steel, so, then powder. So here's your challenge. Sometime this year, you've got to get me to ride a rail. All right. Progression three, that's your zone. Actually, we're going to bring it down to P2, progression two, and it'll even be lighter. So we're going to, we'll do it. Love it. You'll be skiing a rail. Jeremy, last one. In one word, what does sport mean to you? What has it meant to your life? Passion. It's about passion, isn't it? You have a lot of it. And I, I tell you, it is on display here at Woodward. Uh, so gratifying to walk in here. And I remember vividly this little girl bouncing on the trampoline when I came in yesterday. And uh, I can see that same sparkle in your eyes when you're up on the mountain. So, Jeremy Jones, thank you for joining us on Last Chair. Hey, thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. This has been great. Thanks to Jeremy Jones and the entire crew at Woodward Park City. I had a great time out there. They made me feel very comfortable in what was a new environment for me. I'll let you know how I do learning the rail boxes as the season goes on. If you want to learn more, go to the Last Chair blog page at skiutah.com for details, photos, and links to more information. One of my favorite partners this year on Last Chair has been Level 9 Sports with four locations from one end of the Wasatch Range to the other. With the snow cover we have now, things are looking pretty good, but this is still that time of year where you ought to look at your gear and get it into the shop for any repairs, a tune, or just a simple wax and sharpen. Each of Level 9's four locations has a full-service shop for everything you need, from base welding, P-Tex, and edge repair, right up to racing tunes. But today I want to talk boots. You know those boots you got out of the box, you put on your feet, and then you complained about the fit. Get into any of the Level 9 shops for a personal boot fitting. I can tell you personally, you will not regret it. A couple of weeks ago, I finally took my own boots into the Level 9 shop in Mill Creek where Mandy took the time to customize my fit. She set me up in new orthotic footbeds and then she fit me into a fabulous Intuition liner heat molded to my foot. I was amazed at the new control I had over my skis and that my toes didn't hurt so much anymore. I'm thinking now I'll go back and add some heaters. Check out Level 9 in Orem, Mill Creek, downtown Salt Lake City in Ogden. It's a family-friendly shop that will make both your feet and your pocketbook feel a lot better. 
The Ski Utah Last Chair podcast is brought to you by High West Distillery. Follow our whiskey adventure on all social media platforms at Drink High West. And remember, sip responsibly. High West Whiskey, 46% alcohol by volume. High West Distillery in Park City, Utah. In our next episode, we'll talk with a fascinating individual who grew up in the Mountain West lifestyle and has transformed that culture into his Steo clothing line. Watch for our interview with Steve Sully Sullivan coming up soon on Last Chair. Now let's turn it over to our friends Pixie and the Partygrass Boys to close out this episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Kelly for Last Chair, presented by High West. Have fun. It's a great day to ski or ride. Until I can